Hello and welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970 sitcom, Mash. I'm Ethan. And I'm Vanessa. Vanessa, today we have a very special treat because for the first time in a long time, we have new Mash content. On January 1st, um, they did a brand new special, reunion special, with all of the like remaining cast members and producers kind of discussing the show and how it changed television. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. How do you feel about this brand new MASH reunion special? I liked it a lot. I didn't think it was too much of like a reunion special because the cast and crew weren't all in the same room with each other. So they weren't really like riffing off of each other or anything like that, like sharing memories. It was distinct interviews, uh, individualized interviews with the cast and crew, um, which I thought was still good. It was a lot of recounting MASH's history, Mm -hmm. which I thought was fine, but that's also been recounted in other specials. Like the 30th anniversary special had a lot of overlap, I felt, with with this one. But it was still really interesting to get the cast and crew talking about the show and having them recount those memories, even if it's stuff that we may have heard before. I still really find value in it because it's such an old show. And I, of course, ate it up. I loved it. Yeah, I agree with you that them not all being in the same room was slightly disappointing. But I enjoyed this just as a documentary on its own. Like, this is something that even if I wasn't doing a MASH podcast, I would be interested in watching if it was like a documentary that popped up on Hulu or Netflix, because I think it is like a well-produced kind of little history lesson about the show with these pretty interesting interviews from the surviving cast members, as well as like archived uh, footage. I, I thought it was very fun to listen to them talk about the show while having done it, you know, so long ago. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that what struck me too was, I think that certain interviews with the cast were recorded prior i think it's some of archival footage from actually the 30th anniversary special because Mm -hmm. i know that uh larry linville and mclean stevenson had already passed at this time um but yeah so i thought that interspersing that with the newer interviews with the remaining surviving cast members was a really good way to get more perspective on the show itself with how it was like formatted reminded me a lot of like music documentaries that I like mm-hmm. watch a lot with my mom. Like there's a channel called uh, Access TV. I don't know if it's a national channel, but they pretty much exclusively play like retrospective documentaries on like old rock musicians with like archive interviews and some new interviews with uh whoever they can get. And this was really reminding me of that. And I I really liked what was brought up here. I thought everyone who was interviewed for this, I thought they all looked great. I thought Alan Alda, you know, we're all in our 80s, but, you know, they all look great. Gary Berghoff looked like a really cool old guy. I don't know if you <laughs> thought the same thing, but I was like, that that's a guy who we can imagine, like, giving you the exposition in, like, an action movie, you know? Um, <laughs> I was just, like, happy to see everybody. And I thought some of the stuff that was brought up was really interesting. Yeah, I think that one of the things that struck me the most um, from this special was how the writers and the actors really cared about the storylines and the characters yeah. and just the show in general, how much care they took to make sure that the characters were 
properly portraying what they wanted to portray and that they mm-hmm. were staying like within character. I know that we had actually seen this prior in the 30th anniversary special when Alan Alden and Wayne Rogers would kind of like go over yeah. scenes that were already done and they would talk about what they could do better next time or like what would happen if one did something and the other did another thing a different way and stuff like that. And then what was new to me, though, in this kind of like caring about the characters and stuff was when Loretta Switt said that she had to advocate for Margaret's character to kind of turn a new leaf and become someone other than like Hot Lips mm-hmm. Houlihan. Um, I noted when I was watching it, I hated that she had to do that, but I loved that she cared so much about the character of Margaret to do that. And I think that, of course, it made for a better character and a better show. But I love that she took that, took it to the next level of caring about who she was portraying. Yes, I I agree. The special is called the comedy that changed television. So a lot of it is about the the writing and producing like how the show was like special within the sitcom world. And what you said, how everyone really cared about the material really stuck out to me how Alan Alda signed on to the show, because they like assured him it wouldn't be another like, comedy at the front kind of show which we talk about in our our own podcast so it was like fun to see um that like reflected by alan alda in this like new interview i believe and with uh loretta Swit, what stuck out to me with that specifically is that um they were willing to adapt and change the show as it went on that she was saying like well this frank uh and margaret bit was kind of already done by season two. And I feel like a lot of even good comedy shows really don't want to change the status quo. And they were talking about it like they were very willing to like let a comedy concept kind of run its course and then do something new once that bit gets old. And I I just really appreciated that. I was very um engaged with the talk of how they like produced the show and like wanted to make something actually good rather than just another like network comedy. I think that what made the show so good, thinking holistically about MASH, is that the writers took these chances and they did things like, you know, the commentary on war and stuff like that that we cover all the time, but They also took these risks with these characters, too, to just like build them out a lot. And I think that they mentioned this also in the special, but they say that the audience could feel that. And Mm -hmm. I I agree with that. Um, And on that topic, too, of being willing to take the risks, I think that uh, what really struck me that I hadn't thought about before was how the writers really pulled off an amazing show, even with several cast changes, yeah. um, because it was kind of like it, it could go either way. You know what I mean? They they mm-hmm. definitely were intentional when they wrote BJ's character to be completely different from Trapper. And I know that we had noted that when BJ first came onto the show, but to know that it was intentional just really goes to show how creative the writers were and how much they were willing to kind of break away from the traditional type of like sitcom type of show because i feel like a lesser show would have tried to just okay well this works like trapper as the sidekick and him being like Mm -hmm. x y and z way works so we're going to try to recreate that instead of doing that 
they took a whole new direction with it. And I really appreciated hearing that. And I also appreciate it as a viewer of the show. Especially with it being like relatively later into the show's run, like replacing all these characters, they could have easily just done what you said, like uh, have uh, the same dynamics, but like clearly they were all interested in like continuing the show from a creative standpoint, not just like a monetary standpoint, you know? They recognized that, like, this situation still had, you know, gas in the tank, let's say. And rather than, like, rest on what worked before, they're willing to change it to give it something, like, fresh and new. While very rarely uh, alienating the audience, which is such a balancing act. I thought that was so interesting to, like, hear about, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I know that it was it was really funny when Mike Farrell was saying that he was really worried about um the show tanking as soon as he got on because he was gonna yeah. have to wear that necklace around his around his neck forever that he was the one who tanked mash um and then i know from previous interviews and previous specials and whatnot when um frank is replaced the ratings like dipped a little bit but they said that they always came back and i think that that just again goes to how good the show is And one thing, one other thing that I thought was great that the writers, I think, pointed out was that the cast changes were actually this like blessing in disguise almost for the show because it injected this new life into the show because they had the characters who were already, you know, that the audience already knew and loved and whatnot. And you could kind of explore more with them. Their Mm -hmm. dynamic changed because they had to learn how to interact with this new character who then the audience also gets to explore and navigate. So I thought that, again, that's that's a huge risk that they took. But I think that it really worked out for the show. And to know that it was intentional just goes to show how good the writers were when with their thinking in this show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They obviously talk a little bit about Henry leaving the show and like. Uh, how his death was like a huge creative risk and how McLean Stevenson was kind of like burned after leaving the show because he was like, oh, they they all love me. But no, they didn't love me. They loved Henry. And like that's sad, but um, something that kind of put that into perspective for me uh, with this documentary was that like they were talking about Henry leaving and McLean, like his show not working out. And they were saying, like, well, it could have worked out, but he didn't have Larry Gelbart. He didn't have these these other cast members. So it was more a case of, like, material not meeting McLean Stevenson's talent rather than McLean Stevenson's talent not drawing people in. Just that stuff like that, like, I appreciated in this documentary. It was, it was a nice little uh, appreciation for McLean, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think that that was another thing that I enjoyed so much about this special itself was that it focused a lot on the camaraderie of the cast and the crew and the Mm -hmm. writers and whatnot. Um, Like I said before, the the friendships that everybody developed, like Wayne Rogers and Alan Alda, and then immediately when uh, when Mike Farrell came onto the scene, Alan Alda and Mike Farrell had this same type of friendship because they recognized that it was just so necessary for Mm -hmm. the characters that they were playing and that it had to kind of come across on screen too. I think that, I mean, it's good that they were also good friends, you know, in real life, but the fact that they took that care to be like, we need to portray this properly on the screen too, 
uh, just just so good. Just great. And I loved that they all still talked about the show with like such high regard because it's so easy for like sitcom actors to kind of regret being those characters, to regret being like those buffoons for, <laughs> you know, 10 years of their lives. But they clearly have such like admiration for the, the material that they were doing. Um, like we haven't really talked about this, but there is some like rumors that people like didn't get along with like Gary Berghoff on set and stuff like that. But one thing that I appreciate in all these reunion specials that we've seen that the two we've watched so far um, is that like Gary Berghoff, even though more famously did not necessarily enjoy working on the show, still talks about it with such high regard. Like everybody kind of recognizes that this show is a good show. And I, I just appreciate that as a fan. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that um, I think that what you said too is true about sometimes actors kind of regret playing certain roles um, because Mm -hmm. then they get labeled as those roles but it just seems like everybody who participated in the mash cast didn't have that regret they even said that when they ended the show that it was kind of like breaking up a family because they had such close ties um, Mm -hmm. because they knew that this show was so groundbreaking and so great and meant a lot to so many people that I think that it seemed from the interviews they were appreciative that they could kind of put that content out there. Yeah, I mean, with like Jamie Farr, I felt like Jamie Farr would be like the one guy who kind of regretted his position in the show, but he talks about it with such like reverence and like how unique that character was that I'm I'm just glad that he specifically is not, you know, regretful of being the man <laughs> who wore a dress for maybe not 11 years, but like call it like eight years of mm-hmm. his life that he still like saw the like value and comedy of that character. And like, I don't know, it's just nice to know that like the cast all know that this like means so much to people that it's like a show that means more than just comedy and being silly that they were saying something valuable with their time there. Yeah. And speaking of that, too, the thing that really stuck out to me the most, I know I said I know I said a lot stuck out to me, but this yeah. <laughs> is my main takeaway from this special was this story that Gary Berghoff told that was just I actually cried <laughs> oh, <laughs> because yeah? it, it really made me emotional because Gary Berghoff said the, the greatest compliment that he received was a gentleman who had fought in the Korean War. He said that he was in the trenches in Korea. And that he knew that he was changed when he came back home, but that he couldn't really express what he was feeling. He couldn't talk to his wife about the things that he went through. But when he sat down with his wife to watch MASH, he could finally like touch her arm and say, this is what it was like. And Mm -hmm. it kind of opened up that dialogue and that conversation. And I'm sure that it did so much for so many people. Um, And I think that that just goes to show why media in general is really important and why MASH was important, too, because seeing yourself represented on the screen is really important and and it can open up those conversations that can be really hard. And I just I love that this show did that for people. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if it was, if not the first, maybe one of the first of its kinds to really be that hard hitting that it could open up that conversation for people who maybe we're having problems talking about certain things 
before they watched this show. So yeah, that was ju- just my favorite part of the entire of the entire episode. That Gary Berghoff speech was really good, and I hope that was true and not like something he was, you know, <laughs> exaggerating for uh, the documentary content. Because if that is true, that is such the heart of the show. Like in the beginning of the documentary, um, something that Alan Alda says that their like secret weapon was that like a lot of other shows don't have is that they're telling the stories about real people. Like all these people in some way or another existed. And that like this show, despite being comedy, had the room to do something more with itself. And like it felt very validating for like the two of us, like always overanalyzing it. And to know that like there are other people out there who like really deep dive into the show as well. And like that the material was written to be as like rich as it was. Um, so, yeah good special i think we all can agree uh, a quality time a good uh two hours of our lives it's always good to have new mash content and we'll take whatever we can get yeah absolutely and i think that it's i also think that it's funny because i told you to stop watching at a certain point because yes. <laughs> there are spoilers certainly for the rest of the show the rest of the even this season that we're on in season four, there's there's some spoilers to to mm-hmm. be had. So I'm actually really excited for you to be able to go back and watch the rest of this special because it, it is very well done. Yes, I'm excited to see the rest of it. For uh, context, I have watched up to that Gary Berghoff speech. Um, <laughs> so I, I am interested in what comes next. Um, I'm in the weird position of not wanting to have spoilers on a very, very old show. Like, when it came on new, my mom watched it in the living room, and and I was just in my bedroom, like, doing other things. It was quite <laughs> funny. <laughs> I mean, hey, everything's new to somebody, right? So MASH mm-hmm. is just new to you. <laughs> wow, what a, what a unique perspective I have. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a shorter one, but we wanted to take the time to talk about the special by itself, and with that, we'd like to give thanks to Jacob Fribaka for being our technical consultant, Melissa, Vanessa's sister for cover art, and, of course, our listeners. Links to our music, social media, and contact with the show are in the description, as always. And join us next week for your regularly scheduled Mash Mouth. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everyone.